absolutely show up fully in the world as myself. Because when you do that, you have the ability to inspire people in a way that nobody else can. Hi, we are Colleen and Colleen, and we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Hi guys, it's CB and CS and welcome to another episode of You Fit Here. We have an awesome guest for you today and you guys, you're going to love this. CS, tell us about him. Well, this um, was initially supposed to only be CB and Adam and that couldn't happen for me. I was already feeling left out and so I had to get in on this because Adam is just very inspirational and I, I'm super pumped. Yes, he has built an inspiring brand on Instagram about self-confidence and self-love, and he's also a smoking hot fitness instructor. Sorry, Adam. Judge for yourself or don't. <laughs> but you guys can go stalk his Instagram for that. So, Doug, you might think he has tons of self-confidence, but we never like to judge a book by its cover. So, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to have you. I am thrilled to be here with you guys or here with you. <laughs> Here virtually in quarantine with you. Super excited. And thank you so much. He has believed in our mission and supported us on some of our recent endeavors on kindness and making a difference, which has been amazing. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I was super happy to be a part of that and support it. Anything to help right now, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Helping builds your confidence and makes you feel good, right? <laughs> yes, it seriously does. It makes you feel like you accomplished something and you can yes. be proud of that. Exactly. So on Adam's Instagram feed, you might get lost in beautiful pictures, but Adam inspires countless people around the world to love themselves from the inside out. So we want you to take us back. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you here today with this message you're sharing. All right. So it, it started, yeah, I'll take you back many years ago, a boy who failed gym class, never played a sport in his life and had little to no confidence at all growing up in middle school and high school. And um, the journey of self-acceptance and self-awareness and then realizing, wow, I'm capable of so much more than I give myself credit for happened when I did end up finding fitness. And I actually was in a fitness class by accident and it became this thing that, gosh, moving to music and the way exercise made me feel. And then the byproduct of that was the way exercise made me look um, was a huge confidence booster. And that's what led to my fitness career. So getting in to group fitness, personal training, small group training, and then um, now I'm leading trainers and presenters all around the world. Yeah. This is actually how I first found you because if you guys listened a while back, I complained about my friend who kicked my butt during a workout class, my friend Katie. She's so amazing, and she was trained by Adam. She kept saying, you have to go follow Adam. You have to talk to him. He is right up your alley, and she actually went back on her training documents and read the notes you gave her about her confidence, and I was like, oh, this is so stinking perfect right now. Katie is incredible. I love her soul. She's honest. She's funny. She just, she's somebody that really just shows up. Anytime she's doing something, every time she was teaching, she just really showed up as herself. And I love that. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I curse both of you when I am in her classes. So <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. It, it is a good thing. It is. So we did a survey of our audience a little while ago and asked our followers if they felt confident and then asked what they think would make them more confident. And sadly, like 70% of them said they lacked confidence and they did not feel confident in their skin. Mm-hmm. And we asked what would bring out that confidence in them. And a lot of them said something that was like an external goal. Like I'm going to start working out or I want to eat healthier. And likewise, I'm sure so many people you interact with in the fitness industry come to you with that same external goal. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to develop like one ab. (laughs) One ab will do. How do you start with that and then dig into them so much deeper? Mm, Yeah. When we talked about that earlier, my biggest question was, what do people think confidence actually is? Like, what is it when, when you're asking your listeners, do you have self-confidence? And people say, no, well, what is self-confidence to them? So a lot of people have confidence in areas and maybe not other areas, but the first thing you need to do is define what confidence actually is to you, right? So one of the definitions of confidence is feeling self-assured about one's ability. So if I was to say, are you confident that you could stand up and walk across the room right now? Yes, you've done it before. If I could say, are you confident that you could go and deliver a keynote speech? Someone might say, no, I'm not so confident about that. So it, it pinpoint where or what area you're actually feeling like you're not confident in, but also areas that you are confident in. Because what happens is when you ask that question, do you have self-confidence? People take that on as an identity. I'm not confident, not. I don't feel confident in certain areas, right? So that's a huge piece is is dissecting that or taking it away off of the identity level of I'm not confident, like that's my ID, who I am, to there's areas where I'm not confident, right? Some people might not feel confident in exercise, but they're confident because they're business leaders. Or someone might not feel confident being intimate, but they're confident teaching people, right? So it's identifying what area do you feel like you're not confident in, right? And then also what would make you feel confident and how do you know when you're confident, right? How do you know when you get there? It's kind of like setting a goal. How do you know when you're going to reach your goal? What's the tangible proof, right? How will you know when you're confident? So one thing we get into is is um, saying when I lose 10 pounds, that was the example you gave, right? When I lose weight, then I'll be more confident. When I get a, a partner, I'll be more confident. When I reach this goal in my business, I'll be more confident. And so it's always putting things externally, right? That once you get that, you'll be happy. Once you get that, you'll be confident. And it's not actually the case. It's who you become as you reach or as you work towards those goals. That's what builds confidence because change happens in an instant. In an instant, you change. Now, leading up to change, that takes time. Like you go through that whole mental thing in your head. You're going back and forth. Should I do it? Should I not? But the moment you decide is the moment you change, right? So it's taking that and absolutely running with it. Who is it that you want to be? And then your actions absolutely need to show that. No, we're both like, we don't even know what to say. Hold on. I've never heard someone break it down like that. 
I'm going way, way bit back mm-hmm. to the beginning of what you were just talking about. Breaking down the confidence itself. That it's not your ID. It is what part am I not feeling confident in? Mm-hmm. I feel like we need a minute to reabsorb this because it's so true. I'm confident that I can be kind today, but maybe I'm not confident that I can make dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a silly example, but pinpointing it is so much like, and what's the word I'm trying to think of? On, on a smaller level, instead of making it your identity, mm-hmm. I holy crap, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Y- yes. I, I think a lot of people struggle with not realizing that. And then just that one piece casting kind of a dark shadow over so many things that mm-hmm. they should be confident about. And so the th- I, I was looking at CB like, I know she wants to say something. I want to say something, but I was just absorbing mm. all of what you said. I feel like I've learned so much today already. <laughs> Here's an Instagram quote for you, Colleen. It's the universe doesn't respond to what you want. It responds to who you're being. That's a huge <sighs> piece. So do you want to be more confident? Then act more confident, right? What does yeah. acting confident mean? Or what does it feel like? Well, when I'm more confident, my shoulders are back. My chest is lifted. Okay, well, then change your physiology. When I'm more confident, I make eye contact with people. Okay, great. When I'm more confident, I feel these certain things, right? And it's just adapting your physiology to actually mimic what it, what it feels like to be confident. Not want confidence, but be confident. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. So when you were this young boy who is not confident didn't do any sports or any of this stuff, and you found working out to build that confidence, mm-hmm. how did you break that down? And what phase of life were you in when you started to realize this and then grow from it? Yeah. The reason I found exercise, I, I said it was by accident. I did. Ha- I was forced to take a, a group fitness class. Um, but the reason I continued um, to exercise and take group fitness classes was because of the way it made me feel like absolutely having no self-confidence working out made me feel good. Of course, like the endorphin rush and moving to music is super empowering, but it made me feel like I was able to do things I didn't think I could do. And we could save this tip for later. Like how do you build your self-confidence? You need to do things you don't think you can do, right? Absolutely. It's the only way to build confidence. Otherwise you're just being complacent, right? Or you're comfortable. So I was continuously challenged by exercise, but I realized I kept going back week after week. And then I was seeing like, I'm getting stronger. I'm more capable. And so that helped build my self-confidence. That was the first reason why I was attracted and uh, kept with exercise. The second part was then the way it made me look. So then I started to get into, oh, I think I want abs. I think I want shoulders or whatever it was at the time. I'm, I try to go back to that space because I'm not, I'm not there now. Um, and it was definitely the way it made me look. Now coming full circle, I'm like, I exercise because of the way it makes me feel, not the way it makes me look. So it's kind of got, my journey has kind of like been full circle for sure. Yeah. So first the feeling, then the physical, then the feeling again, which made me get into now. Um, I'm working in more um, personal development and coaching, one-on-one coaching and group coaching. So outside of fitness, and that's where I adapted this um, inside-out approach. So it's about working on the inside, focusing on 
what needs to happen here? I'm pointing to my heart, my soul here. And then the physical part changes. Whereas in society right now, we can, it's quite opposite, or at least marketing is quite opposite, right? You fix the way you look and then you'll feel better about yourself. And it, it's digging into, okay, what's actually happening on the inside first? Because when you fix that and you release a lot of, I call it baggage or like gremlins, then the outside changes. I think that's so cool that you witnessed that on the part of your journey, that it was an mm -hmm. internal and then kind of teetered with the external. This is how I look. And so now I'm confident, mm -hmm. but then it came around to know this is how I feel on the inside and acknowledging that. And then you can relate so much more to these people who you work with in the fitness industry and in personal development, that whole industry. And you guys, we've got to fix the inside to change the outside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, for oh sure. Oh my gosh. I love that. And now you're also working with hypnotherapy. Tell us a little bit about this. Tell us yeah, everything so studied, about that. Yeah, I studied neurolinguistic programming and hypnotherapy. And it's, it's uh, a lot of uh, what I've studied is now the techniques I use, though they're therapy techniques uh, for clients. And so it's it's really using your conscious, but more of your unconscious mind, because 95% of our behavior is unconscious. And so are our thoughts. And if our thoughts and behavior create a reality, 95% of what we're doing is not fully in our conscious control until we're aware of it. That's that. So I studied that. And um, yeah, it's been really incredible what's, what's been able to happen. And with my clients and with the people that I've been working with and realizing, oh, I wish I knew these this 10 years ago for myself, but also how I coached people in the industry as well. Um, so yeah, so a lot of the work I do now is is with hypnotherapy and hypnosis. So a lot of people think like hypnosis is like things that are out of your control, right? Like somebody, if they hypnotize you, you're, you're not in control when really you're actually in full control because you'll never do things that you normally wouldn't do consciously, unconsciously when you're hypnotized. It's what it's doing is it's bypassing like the walls or the barriers or like limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my gosh. I need you to do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I do this or I, I don't do this. Well, I try to, I, have you heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza? Him. He's great. So great. And I was like, my health stuff, like, is it really me or is it just my subconscious doing? And so I'm trying to get into this learning about these things. And I think, oh my gosh, there's so much to be learned. And if we're not even aware that it's an option, mm -hmm. we're missing out on so many things that we can accomplish in our lives. Absolutely. Yep. Got to get past all the like bodyguards up mm -hmm. there that are just ruining us. Yeah. <laughs> or holding us back. Yeah. Holding us back. That's a much more positive <laughs> way to think about it. <laughs> um, I love that. I think that's brilliant. I think in our minds, and our hearts, this is like the connection we need to grow and to change and to change internally and then externally. Mm -hmm. So you have a tattoo. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about your tattoo? I was thinking about this today. It's um, it's Arabic and it means love yourself first. And I got that uh, several, yeah, many years ago. 
as a reminder that like love yourself first, love myself first. And that like RuPaul says, you can't love anybody else if you don't love yourself. So Mm -hmm. um, it was a reminder for what I was going through then at the time of like transformation and releasing um, negative or stuck beliefs that I've held, held onto for so long. It was a reminder for me to absolutely show up fully in the world as myself because when you do that you have the ability to inspire people in a way that nobody else can right like you guys have a podcast how many people have podcasts but nobody can deliver a message like you two right Mm -hmm. and when you're in working in the fitness industry you have the skills to teach classes but if you don't show up as yourself nobody can teach that class like you can So when we realize that we all have this unique ability to impact and inspire people just by being ourselves, it takes a lot of like the weight and the baggage and like, I'm like doing this, like ripping a weighted vest off. And it's so freeing just to say, I can actually show up as me and I'll have the most impact on people, not who I think people want me to be or who my parents told me I should be or who society tells me I should be. It's by showing up absolutely as myself. So when you do that, it's like, then you ask yourself, what opportunities are waiting for me when I show up as myself? I always ask myself that. I'm getting on a tangent. So my tattoo is love yourself first. But here's the thing. I was thinking about this recently and maybe you can relate, but I, um, for a while, I've always been one of those people that just put other people first. So I'm like, I'll teach people how to love themselves. I'll teach fitness classes for people. I'll help people. I'll, you know, I'm sure a lot of like your mom listeners put the kids first, put the husband first, put the house first, or like business people, they're like so in their business and they're always putting their employees first. And I thought I should have gotten a tattoo that said, love myself first. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, I need to love myself first, not yourself first. It's almost like this tattoo is a message for other people. Now I need to get a tattoo um, for myself that says, love myself first. Because, you know, for a while there, as a people pleaser, I don't know if you can um, relate to this, uh, but as a people pleaser, It was always like making sure everybody else was good before I was good. And I realized that it's not selfish to actually put yourself first because then you're able to show up fully and give whatever or whoever you're with 120%, right? So I'm going to get a new tattoo that says love myself first. (laughs) I think that is so brilliant. I was having that revelation today. I was like, I need a new tattoo. Yeah. So I guess the takeaway from there is like, it's not selfish to put yourself first, to shine the light on you. Right. And it's so much easier said to love myself first than to actually do it Hmm. or tell yourself to be kind to yourself, but then actually do it. So how do we actually Mm -hmm. dig in and not just say it? What do you, what do you do? What can we tell people? Absolutely. The first thing is, is to remove that belief right there that it's easier said than done. Right. And tell yourself that it is easier done. It's, it's already done. Like, and if you tell yourself that that belief now becomes a part of you, right. You're talking about Joe Dispenza's work. Like your subconscious Mm -hmm. mind is listening to everything you say, everything. Your unconscious mind is like a five-year-old child. Like, so when you're saying 
having self-talk or talking, say it how you want it, not how you don't want it. So I'll repeat that, say it how you want it, right? So is it is it easier said than done or could it be easy done, right? So that's the first thing is, again, identifying what's the belief I have around kindness or self-love or self-confidence. Is it that you can't get it or or that it's, it's hard or that um, you have to um, betray people to get above, right? So that's the first thing. And the second thing is also realizing like confidence is not, you know, when you, if you type in confidence in the internet, it's like, people who are self-confident. It's like hands on hips, standing on a, on a mountaintop with the cape blowing in the wind. I'm like, that's not confidence at all. Like confidence right. is bruises and dirt and dust and blood and scars and tears. Like that to me is confidence because it's that, that journey that got you to that outcome or where you want to go. It, it, it's not like standing up there with the cape. Like you're not a superhero confidence is definitely like the battle wounds. So if somebody's listening right now and saying, oh, wow, I really identify with that. I have bruises. I have scars. I've been hurt. Um, I've had setbacks. Like, okay, that's step one. Like you're much more confident than you think because you have gotten to where you are. Otherwise you would be dead. Right. So yes, that's step two. So step one would be identifying what's the belief around kindness, self-love, and, and confidence. And step two is realizing what does it actually look like? Like, is it pretty? Like what we identify as pretty in society or is it dirty and, and, and rough? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's the journey. It's not a shiny, you know, statue that we're portraying ourselves as. It's the nitty gritty, like everything we went through. Right, exactly. And so then when you think about, okay, how do I build my, my self-confidence or self-love? It's like, okay, what's one thing you're doing that you know you need to stop doing? Like if you were to ask yourself that right now, what's one thing you know you're doing, but you know you need to stop? And what's one thing you're not doing that you know you need to start? Ooh. So those are two questions. If you want to build self-love or self-confidence, what's one thing you need to stop doing that you're doing? Oh my gosh. I feel like we need a CS. What's something you need to stop doing that you're doing? Biting, biting my nails. Mm. Oh. Does that right. count? Does that count? I mean, that's just what came to mind. Mm. All right. Then do, go with it, girl. <laughs> that's your answer. <laughs> that's what about you? Behavior. Um, it is. I need to stop doing, you know, probably it, it's holding back my own emotions for mm. sake of not upsetting other people. Mm. like that's a big like you said people pleasing and my Enneagram I'm the helper for sure and then when I feel like underappreciated then I turn into a rotten brat so I'm like <laughs> so used to helping other people and then just like pushing my own thoughts and feelings down to not you know unsteady the waters for someone else oh interesting yeah okay so what's one thing you need to start doing <laughs> Sorry, went a little deeper what's than one thing, you know, What's one thing you need to start doing? What do I need to start doing? You know, acknowledging my feelings and verbalizing them. Communicating. Like you just did right now. Yeah. Like you realize you just did that, right? Yeah. That's a win. What's one thing you need to stop doing? Oh my gosh. Holding back. Holding back. Yeah. For Holding, sure. I, I shut down easily. 
Yeah, Colleen, when you hold yourself back, just remember, when you hold any part of you back, even if it's a piece of you, you're holding back the opportunity to impact and inspire somebody. Because it could be the way that you actually speak up about your feelings Mm -hmm. is how it will inspire the people that you're holding your back your feelings in front of, right? They might actually say, wow, the way she verbalizes how she feels is inspiring. And I want to start verbalizing how I feel. Dang. Mm. That's so true. No more holding back, girl. Ah, no more. I know. Mm -hmm. I feel sometimes I need to like wrap it in a pretty package with a bow to, you know, send it off to someone as to not hurt anyone's feelings or upset anyone. Yeah, you're not responsible for that though, right? Like everybody, everybody will hear even my message today. Everybody will hear my message differently based on the perception or the lens that they are looking or listening through. They won't hear it from my perspective. They'll hear it from their perspective. So you can't control how um, somebody takes a message. Of course, you two are two incredible people. So you'll deliver it from your heart in a way that in hopes to inspire people, but it's not your responsibility how people take your message. Just remember that. That's so true. CS always says, sometimes it's just the time of life you're in when you receive a message. So you may receive it, what do you say, Colleen, like three years ago, and you're going to hear it totally different than you hear Mm -hmm. it today. Like reading a book, you know, like a self-help book. You're like, okay, I read that once and you're like, "Uh," and then a few years later you pick it up and you're like, wow, that's what it meant. (laughs) And how did that not reach me in this way then? But it really is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in that Mm -hmm. fully. Oh my gosh. I love this. I feel like I'm, I'm in my, in my therapy of myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is allowing other people to be in their therapy right now too. Totally true. So what do you do to show yourself love? Mm, Show myself love. Okay. The first thing, especially during like, let's just talk about it. The pandemic is Mm -hmm. to be kind to myself. So when I am like in my profession, I'm a leader. So when I am in my personal life and things are out of my control, I become a fixer. And so I start trying to control as many things as possible to like manage the anxiety or manage the pressure. So the first thing is to, during this time, especially be kind to myself and not neglect or push down or suppress any emotions that I'm feeling like this week. I've been like angry. I've been excited. I've been super excited about this. I've been really worried about like what the future is. I've been um, nervous. I've uh, lacked confident in, confidence in certain areas and certain relationships because I can't see people um, physically. And so, and also I, I'm watching you guys listen. So you're like, he's been angry. I've been overeating, <laughs> you guys. I've been overeating. I've done some negative self-talk. And so I'm putting that out there because people need to realize like we are all things. We're not just positive. We're not just negative. We're not confident. We're not confident. We embody everything. So embrace the all all of it. I don't want to call it positive or negative, but like the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing is to be patient and kind with myself as I started to feel those feelings. Because as I started to feel them, I was able to identify it, name it. And then actually when I started to like really bring it to light. I was like, okay, I'm over that next. <laughs> and then it would be a happy emotion. So that's the first thing. 
for me, it's um, outside of the pandemic. It is um, doing things that scare me. Absolutely. If you want to build your self-confidence, you need to do things that you're scared of doing. And there's no way around it. It's like, I want to lose weight or I want to get fit. Okay. I joined a gym. You have to actually go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, I want to build my self-confidence in what area? My relationships. Okay. What are you worried about? Being intimate. Guess what you need to do? Have a conversation about being intimate. Mm -hmm. I want to build my self-confidence around in the dating industry. What do you need to do? You need to go on dates. <laughs> I yeah. want to build my self-confidence in knowing I'm capable of doing whatever whatever I set my mind to. Well, I moved to Chicago. Like I, I knew two people here. I moved to Chicago, just up and moved. Like I'm absolutely terrified of heights. And so I went skydiving twice. Like you just got to freaking do it. And so until you realize there's really no other way around that than to actually do the one very thing that makes you scared and that you feel is holding you back that's when you, you, you build confidence. So do things that, um, that you're actually scared of. Oh my gosh. Mine, you know, a couple things, my, um, things that I get scared of is, um, podcast interviews. (laughs) No way. You're so good. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And you want to know why? Cause I'm like, this is out there forever. (laughs) Right. You know? So I'm like, I just have been doing them and, and then it's being proud and celebrating the wins while you did it. And then when you're when you're looking at, okay, what could I have done differently? Like giving yourself self-feedback. It's like, what worked during that? What didn't work? What do you want to do differently next time? It's not necessarily like, how did I feel? What could I have done better? It's too emotional when you're trying to give yourself feedback that way. That's so true. I was just thinking about something that we put stuff out there we were looking at our old posts from like six years ago and we're like, Oh my gosh, like what were we even thinking? We didn't even like know this. Were we preaching the wrong message back then? Mm -hmm. But I have to acknowledge this is part of our journey. This is part of our growth. So like you were talking about with your clients in the past, before you knew some of these things with hypnotherapy and Mm -hmm. whatnot, you know, you can go backwards and eat yourself up about what I would have done better. What I, you know, but it has you have to go through that journey to get to where you are now. Yeah, when you go when you go back into the past and think, what could I have done better? Um, yeah, I don't really like that word better because it's like, what would you have done differently? Because if you do something better, it could take away from something really beneficial that you 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 also did then. Yeah. So yeah, that's one. That's what you need to keep in mind when you're giving going back and thinking, oh man, what could I have done differently? And also knowing that in this time, it's proving more and more is that people crave real human connection, mm-hmm. right? Um, people are doing live Zoom workouts and like the instructor's living rooms with like terrible lighting and feedback. And people crave that that real connection to, to say, oh, they are so real as well. And you don't need to be an expert to be a leader, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, Colleen and Colleen, you don't need to have all of the information or you don't need to have mastered it before you go and inspire people. Like with self-confidence, I, the reason I told you, I was like lacking confidence. I was angry. I'm overeating. It's because like, I like feel comfortable enough to tell you like, who's mastered self-confidence and self-love? Right. No one, no one's fully mastered it yet. And so 
I am a part of people's journeys. I'm not like above them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're on the journey with them, which makes a great leader because you're in it. You're not just at an ivory tower telling people mm-hmm. what they should do to change their life. You're changing your life as right along with them. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. So what do you think is the most fulfilling part about what you do? Mm. Yeah. The most fulfilling part is uh, a lot of the techniques we do release techniques and therapy techniques is removing limiting beliefs around people and also removing um, trauma. So when people have carried bags baggage and really heavy stuff for many, many years. It's incredible that in a moment we can release that. And then it's like, what is possible now? Right? Like when you release those limiting beliefs or that baggage that you've been carrying around for years, sometimes decades for people, you release that and it's like, what's possible for them now? And so that's the most fulfilling part is knowing that gosh, now they have a higher vision of themselves when then when before they walked in. Because it's like we all have this version of ourselves or this vision of ourselves, And then from there, we're more than that. And then more than that. And then if you even try to keep thinking about oh, the ultimate version, you're even more than that. And it's kind of like, so you have like a spouse or a friend or a, a family member, maybe it's like your mom or dad that like, you know, that you could do no wrong. You are like superhero in their eyes. And then when you think about how they think about you, you're even more than that. I always keep that in mind. Like I'm so much more than that and more than that and more than that. So much like you can't even fathom it. And so what, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Just the most fulfilling part, which I think is yes, that. So, so then, when they realize, wow, I'm so much more. Imagine how many times that's going to go through their head and what they're going to do. I love it. I, if we had a storefront where people could come and see us and sit with us and hang with us, how they walk out, how they might walk out of that store, like everything you just said, that's exactly how I would want them to feel. Mm-hmm. Even though I know nothing about hypnotherapy or, or anything when you're talking about leadership and things like that and our passion for just spreading kindness. I, I mm. really, I love everything. I love this whole episode. Mm, and you know, CS, all I kept thinking about when he was talking about this was you actually, because when I first met CS online, we got to know each other like she doesn't like salads. She will never eat a vegetable. She doesn't really work out. She, and that person, what, like seven or eight years ago to now works out every single day and has gone through this transformation through, you know, a lot of heartache and grief and loss. And it's created this new version of herself. And I shouldn't say it's, she's created this new version of herself. That's so unbelievable to watch from the girl who was like, no, had a lot of limiting beliefs about salad and <laughs> other things in life. And now is just this like totally not different person, but no, yeah. even better, even, <laughs> you know, even greater version. And I, I think it's really beautiful to watch after That's everything so nice. you've kind of gone through. That's really nice. Everything yeah. that you're saying, Adam, is um, I don't know. That's why I had to be here, I think. I knew I had to be here. Mm-hmm. I just 
everything so much. And you know, CS, through your journey of what, um, do you call your CB? I like it. Yeah, CB. <laughs> um, what she was saying is, is, right, you started to eat this, you started to work out, you started to do this. Those are all external, but you know that you became more confident and self-assured and built more self-love on the journey, not actually getting to the whole, now I work out, now I eat salad. Like that didn't make you more confident. It's who you became as you started to implement those things. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So I would say I mean, confidence is never that. a destination. Self-love is never like a destination. It's a continuous journey. On that note, I just have to share because I told you that I loved this, but if you guys don't dig too far back into his Instagram, which you should, but you posted this quote that I love, and it is real self-love, calling yourself out on your shh in order to grow. And I really do. I love that so much. I Nobody likes to call themselves out on their stuff, mm-hmm. but that is – you know, getting yourself from where you are to where you could be or you want to be, mm. it it definitely requires you to do that. Mm-hmm. And I would say that calling yourself out on your, the BS, right, mm-hmm. is also identifying your wins. How many times do people not call themselves on out on all the great things that they've done, right? Like my sister right now, she just had a baby uh, a couple of weeks two weeks ago, not even a week, a week ago. And she also has a five-year-old and during this pandemic, everybody's home. <laughs> and so it's like, she's like, how the heck am I going to manage? Like, uh, and, sh- and then I said, well, what have you been doing really well? And then she had to sit there and think. So it, it's very much like, yeah, you can say what you're not doing, but also calling yourself out on your BS is calling yourself out on what you are doing. Like, why do we have such a hard time shining bright or identifying wins or speaking our mind or telling people how we really feel or showing our emotions? That can be BS as well, because the BS is the limiting belief around that you shouldn't talk about those things or that it's egotistical or whatever the belief is, right? So it's like, call yourself out on what you're not doing, but call yourself out on what you are doing as well. I, when we were talking about the idea of loving yourself, Mm -hmm. like, how would you describe your friend. I wouldn't say I love Colleen because she has blonde hair and she gave up Diet Coke. Like I would say I love her because she has a good heart and she's kind and she puts people like, makes everyone feel special and loved, but we don't talk about ourselves the same way. Mm. It's like, what do I love about myself? Well, I don't know. I'm not really confident because I don't have this or Mm. I don't do this. And I've always said, if I can focus on, I just am trying to be a good person. Mm -hmm. And if I'm feeling like I'm doing okay at being a good person, then I'm pretty confident in that and breaking it down. So how do we dig into ourselves and talk about ourselves like that friend that we love? Do you think you're only doing okay at being a good person or are you doing better than okay? I mean, I'm a great person. (laughs) And you should like own that. Like own that. Own it. And look at the cause that you guys put together for all of those healthcare workers. Like that's huge. And so I'm just going to hold you accountable to that since that's what we're talking about is owning and showing up like it's okay to shine and celebrate your wins. So if you were to go back and say like, what BS do I need to call myself on out on? It's that you don't celebrate your wins enough. 
It's totally I'm true. Really Adam, you and I could have our own episode about CB's wins. I bet. And it would be twice as long as this episode. Absolutely, so. we could. Um, CB, I forgot your question because I really wanted it. Oh, I was just going to say, we have such an easy time pointing out like mm, a flaw. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So think about like how many times we are able to say like, okay, what don't you like about yourself? And then you can list criteria <laughs> like mm-hmm. get me get me an extra large notepad and then it's like okay what do you like about yourself and you're like mm. um and then even deeper I used to do this it would what I liked about myself is what I always did for other people like oh, I help other people or I'm inspiring to other people it's like identify what you really love about yourself and if you say I love that I'm a terrible singer, but I love singing in the shower, or I love the way my skin looks, or I love the way my butt is. Like people, it's like we almost can't talk about our bodies anymore because is it egotistical? Is it not healthy? Like if it's not perfect, it's not right. So it's like identify everything externally and internally that you love about yourself. That could be a task for your listeners right now is when you get off this podcast, write down what you love about yourself. And if it right now you're bracing your abs a little bit harder, you're like, oh, like down there, it's getting a little squirmy, then you definitely need to do it, right? If it's making you feel uncomfortable, sit that, sit in that space and take, take as much time as you need. What is it that you really love about yourself? I love the point that you made about normally we say things that we do for other people. Mm-hmm. I'm so guilty of that. I'm kind to people. I try to be a good person. I, instead of, no, I love my personality. I love that I laugh at my own stupid jokes. Like I, we don't we go. It's look at how, look how different she is now. She's like, I'm going to tell you everything. <laughs> I'm going to actually give you guys my list of all the reasons. We expect that in the show notes. So thank you in advance. And so, yeah. And sometimes, you know, what people need is people just need permission to say like, it's okay to, to love those parts of you. And, you know, it's like, it's okay to also love the past experiences that maybe caused you pain because now look where you are and look who you've become during that. For a while, I'd always hide those parts that I didn't really particularly love about myself, um, especially the painful parts. And then I realized those were my superpowers. Like that's what really set me apart and set me unique. And that's when I would really shine is when I would step into those those parts that I thought weren't perfect and that's when people were like okay wait hold on I'm relating to you I'm vibing with you you said something you shared something that really inspired me and that was always it always is the one piece where I was like I shouldn't talk about that I'm not ready can you tell us some of those parts yeah so I'm going to um we (laughs) yeah exactly so when you went through your um sent me um the email about, okay, so tell me about, were you always confident? And the answer is no. When I, the, the, the journey to, to self-confidence has been really amazing for me and like lots of highs and lots of lows. But the reason why I got into coaching and to helping people and my superpower being em- em- empathetic and a great listener is that I never, I didn't have that at an experience in my life. So when I was, when I was 15, I attempted suicide and it's not something that I share with people or have talked about it on a podcast. And I decided that today would be the day I would say, 
this happened to me as an experience because I've ran into so many people and have had so many experiences all around that people shared, oh, I was depressed or my child killed themselves or I attempted suicide and I would always just, you are loved, right? Like, wow, I feel that like hug and move on without actually fully showing up for them as well. I just wasn't ready. So that right there, when I was 15, I attempted suicide. And in that moment, I didn't feel supported by the um, people, the team of doctors. And so I held onto that baggage for so freaking long. And it almost became like a shame spiral. Like, oh my gosh, does that mean like there's something wrong with me? Um, Do people not care for me? Um, Was it wrong what I did? And then when I was 19, I came out. And so going through those two experiences totally rocks who you are, right? Because you have to stand fully confident knowing Number one, there's a reason why I'm still here, right? And number two, there's a reason why I am who I am or I was born the way I was born, whatever you want to think. And so that right there totally like forces you to say, crap, man, this is who I am, right? And so loving all parts of yourself and here, speak for myself, loving all parts of myself. So when you hide certain aspects, you also hide the ability to really inspire people. So I can't sit here and say, no, I haven't always been confident. Like I've been so unconfident, right? That's how I got confident is by going through that stuff. So if you're going through something right now, you're like, if you're listening or even the two of you, if you're going through something like there's absolutely on the flip side of that, you'll look back one day and think, okay, I know I was supposed to go through that. Not that I liked it, but it made me who I am. It's like when you want something in life, you're like, oh, I just want a partner so bad. (laughs) Maybe that's me putting that out there to the universe. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you say, I'll do anything. And then you get fired from your job and you're like, oh my God, I got to move across the country. And you're like, I don't want to get fired from my job. I this is not how I wanted my life to be. You move and then you meet your partner and it's like, oh, so now this is how it's supposed to work out. So people want things, but um, sometimes you need to surrender to how you're going to get them. So I knew now looking back, (laughs) I'm going to circle back on this. I knew that I wanted to work with people with trauma that um, uh, in the gay community, I wanted to work with people that have lost children Um, and I knew that the, that the reason why I was called to do that was because of what happened in the past. Whereas when I was going through it, I never thought that high level. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that with all Mm -hmm. of us. I'm happy to. I think you're going to help so many people listening, whether it's them or someone they love, be able to listen and relate and be there for them and support them in those moments where you didn't feel supported yourself Mm -hmm. and be there and support yourself as well. Right. Yeah. Like knowing that like whatever, whoever you are and whatever you're going through, it's when you kind of like let go of what will other people think? um, What's going to happen? What's the future hold for me? When you release that expectation, it actually becomes very freeing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I think when you're saying about the what let go of what people think, and we said in the beginning about not judging a book by its mm-hmm. cover, it's so easy to judge ourselves and others. I mean, hopefully we're doing a better job at not judging other people, but then we judge ourselves just as quickly as we would judge someone else on the street. So how do we get people to get past that place of casting judgment on themselves? Because I may think a certain way, or I might have these thoughts and let go of that and be okay with it instead of just, this is your identity. This is who you are. Yeah, It's like that inside out approach. It's like, you want to fix the outside work on the inside. If you're judging other people external, it means you're judging yourself internal because what you see in somebody else also exists in you. Otherwise you wouldn't see it because perception is projection, right? Because we could watch the same movie and have a completely different experience, or you could do a podcast interview with somebody and I could say, Oh, I really love this part. And you're like, I didn't even hear that part, but I love this part. So it's, it's very much whatever you're going through is your perception, right? The lens you're looking through. And when you judge people, you're, it's, it's really because you see that, it within yourself right so um the first thing is to take responsibility and bring it back okay like when you find yourself being judgmental which it's really easy to do online especially now you're like oh, why would they say that or why would they do that that way or i would never post that well okay so what is it what is the belief about yourself then and why 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 is that bothering you so much so then it's like taking responsibility for the judgment as if it's you. That's yeah. so good. And it's mm-hmm. so true. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you did a post that said, what I say I need, longer hair, whiter teeth, brighter thoughts, better clothes, clearer skin, more exciting social life. And what I truly need is self-acceptance. Yes. And I think the same goes for how we're thinking about other people and judging them. It's we need to accept ourselves and know ourselves before we're going to go jump on anyone else's. Absolutely. For sure. Mm -hmm. And it's like right now during this pandemic, what I absolutely love two eyebrows instead of one for sure. I can't wait to get those separated. (laughs) All right. I'm not putting it out there that you don't like to have those kinds of things, but they, they also don't define you. Cause it's like, when you see this can be, this can be common with women. Sometimes it's like they see other women, uh, and they're like, oh, why would she put her hair like that? Why would she wear her hair like that? And it's th- then you have to go and think there was a time that that person that actually made that judgment thought, oh, what are people going to think of my hair? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like when when I hear other people make judgments of other people, I send the person judging love because I know that they feel that within themselves as well. Plus, it never feels good to talk about negatively about somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it says so much more about you right. than that person. Exactly. You know, this whole time I was thinking what Susie says about Sally says way more about Susie than it does mm-hmm. about Sally. For sure. But what you're saying is a little bit more adult version of <laughs> what we've put out there in the past. But I, I love it because it's so full circle for us, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. You see these quotes on Instagram and we post them all the time. Love yourself. Love yourself. Which we obviously hope people do but yeah the love myself like am I doing everything and knowing myself and loving myself versus just trying to put it out there for other people to make those changes right yes for sure yeah guilty of that as well it's like fixing everybody else got to do the fixing within yourself too that's so true Mm -hmm. and I 
can't stand like my husband, for example, when I have a problem and he jumps in to fix it. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to fix it. I want you to just listen to me. But then I do it all the time to myself mm-hmm. and other people. I'm like, well, here's my solution for that, Colleen. Here's mm-hmm. what you should do for your back pain instead of, oh, you should go worry about your neck, Colleen. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah, like, worry about yourself right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I like to do mm-hmm. is before um, when you are sharing things like that with your husband is telling what is like, are you expressing what you need? So before mm-hmm. I tell you what's going on with me, I just need you to listen. I don't yeah. need a solution. Here we go. Yes. But, let's clear the playing field but first. now that you're a new CB and you're telling people how you really feel, I'm sure that there will be no problem with that. <laughs> oh, my husband would say I have no problem telling him how I feel. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and you're being really hard on yourself because you have, I think you have come far and very, you know, kindly mm-hmm. with exclamation points and smiley faces. <laughs> saying what you need i mean she definitely does put the bows mm-hmm. on it on everything but um you're getting you guys are awesome <laughs> oh my gosh well you're awesome and i feel like our listeners are gonna get so much from this so when you were talking about your journey and coming out and everything you had to go through all those like ups and downs what do we say to everyone and ourselves about denying being your true self mm. how can we know ourselves love ourselves and then be okay with just being ourselves Hmm. yeah and it's loving yourself through the process you know loving yourself is not the destination it is the journey mm-hmm. right so when you come out it's not oh when people accept it I'll love myself or it's not when I lose 10 pounds then I'll love myself we talked about that it's it's embracing exactly where you are right now because it's like when you look at your friends, when you look at each other, you don't look at CS and think, oh, when you started eating salads, that's when we would really be friends. Or when you gave up Diet Coke, that's when I'll love you <laughs> even more. No, you love her right now regardless. Yeah. So it's like giving yourself permission to do the same for yourself. It's like loving yourself on that journey, not when you get to that destination. So that's like the biggest piece of advice. And it's when you hide certain aspects of you, I keep saying this, but it's it's so true. When you hide certain aspects of yourself, you you lose the, or miss out on the ability to really inspire people. And something that this can be an Instagram quote, quote CS that I've I've been. It's like my mantra, and someone told me this, and I was like, wow, so good. And it's my pain is my credentials. My pain is my credentials. So you don't need to go and get this certification or lose that weight or fix your hair or get a boyfriend or a girlfriend or win the best mom award or like get to PTA and you've got the best cookies. It's like (laughs) your pain is your credentials. You can show up exactly as you are and help and inspire people. It's we share people's stories all the time and that's where all these people connect. That's when they say, oh, I thought I was the only one. Oh, I'm not alone. Thank God I'm not alone. And it's that stuff where people, you know, grow and accept themselves because they're like, wow, that person's doing that. Maybe I should take a look at myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not, we always say this, kindness isn't this rainbows and butterflies, unicorn land. It's all these like heartaches and successes and all the in-between that people connect on and can really be themselves and be proud of themselves. Mm -hmm. 
absolutely not just the glazed over pretty picture of it not, that's not that's not life how many times have you heard somebody say something and you're like i never knew that about them right or i never knew they were going through that and then all of a sudden it creates this deeper connection and you're like <laughs> i actually feel the same way or i tell myself that or i do that too and it's like it's like we're in this together and i know now we're saying that more than ever but yeah with what with anything we're going in life when you share our, all parts of you right people start coming to you and we're like i never knew you suffered through that and it's like you took that on as pain but now that's their that's their flashlight and how they deal with their life right i love that so much i i, I might have shared this cb if i have i'm sorry but um i've now led three years in a row or, or been a leader on the eighth grade retreat at my kid's school and every year I get excited after the first year because the kids, they get up in front of their class and it takes a lot of courage and it's sometimes crickets for a few minutes before anybody even gets up to volunteer anything. But they share deep, deep things mm -hmm. and they are 13 and 14 years old and kids are crying and then when they sit down, people come and hug them. I never knew that about you. I've gone to school with you since pre-kindergarten, and I didn't know that. And I always think how powerful that is for kids to realize that at that age because it just makes your heart so much more compassionate as you go through life. Mm -hmm. And I just – like I – I feel like the girl on Mean Girls who comes into the gym and just wants to make everything happy whenever I leave that because I'm like, gosh, if only everybody just nicely assumed that everyone has their stuff mm. and bears their crosses and has their bags, then we would just all be that much nicer to each other. And, and so I know that's kind of a little tangent, but what you just said really made me think about the beauty of of that. And that's how we feel when people share their stories with us, like you sharing your story with us today. Mm -hmm. It is just so reaffirming that this is what we should be doing. Mm, I love that they do that in school. What a great <laughs> lesson to talk about how you feel, right? And what you've gone through. <sighs> and what a way to honor space for people to do that. Mm -hmm. yes. That's incredible. Yeah. And mm. I think especially with those kids that's so courageous and then think of how many adults there are that will never get to that place mm. sadly like they will never be brave enough or self-aware enough to know their story or share their story or be compassionate and empathetic to other people because they're so guarded up i feel like there's so many people who just want to unpack this or like you said take off that weighted vest that are so scared to do that in life because they don't know what's going to happen when they do but like you said you have to scare yourself or do what scares you to mm -hmm. be confident and to love yourself more yeah it's like once you release that trauma or release that baggage like what's possible for you now and a lot of people get secondary gain from keeping their baggage on so that's something to think about like what are you gaining from keeping this? And actually there's people out there that have made a life for themselves that, okay, I've held this in for so long that if I release it, it, it'll actually do X, Y, and Z. So that can be, that can be really tough, but how many times have, or I'm wondering how many people listening 
grew up in a household where things weren't talked about or they were swept under the rug, right? Or it's like, oh, we don't talk about that in that ho- this house. Or if it doesn't look perfect, we need to hide it. And for that s- school to honor that space, for the kids to say, like, connection actually isn't always rainbows and butterflies and pretty and, like, it can be quite challenging, but it's also really beautiful. So honoring people's, honoring that space for people to actually just say how they really feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think our kids, when you said growing up in a household like that, our kids were taught like in school, say, generally in school, not in Colleen's kids' school, <laughs> but mm-hmm. us growing up, you know, there's like four feelings. You're happy, you're sad, you're angry, you're excited, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there isn't that deeper level of it. There's shame. There's embarrassment. There's nervousness. There's anxious. There's so many feelings that we don't even know how to label or pinpoint as kids. So maybe a kid acting out, some adult may say, you're acting out, you're misbehaving. No, they're probably feeling something inside that they can't express because they don't know how to. And then if they hold that in mm-hmm. as they're growing up, I mean, we just hope we can inspire people to not only do better for themselves, but raise our kids this way to mm. be open, be mm-hmm. aware and be able to label, not label, but like address those feelings. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I have a niece. She's five. Well, now I have two, but I have a five-year-old niece. And uh, one thing I wanted to commit to when she was born was owning owning and accepting myself and saying positive things about myself, like me and physically, but also internally. So that way she would do, see that like led by example and do the same. And that's been, that's been a great motivator is to say, all right, if my niece heard me say this about my body right now, what would she do or say, or how would this impact her and the way she looks at her body? And um, so, yeah, it's like, the moms that hold their emotions in or keep it together. Are you teaching your kids that you've got to keep it together all the time? Or are you teaching your kids? Okay. Like healing and dealing and communication doesn't always need to be pretty, but it is worth it. Right. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. There is so I'm thinking about normally we do like our little teaser clip and I'm like there's gonna be so many so many things things that we're gonna have to weave through to find the clip because I feel like this whole episode has just been mind-blowing I love it what's Uh, that person in a courtroom that types it up what are they called the translator yeah we needed one because I need to be able to visually just copy paste go through all of this again okay so I've wanted to I know. It's so good. We're going to need to have like a part two and three and yeah, four. Yeah, let's do a part two. I feel like yes. we only touched on the surface. Yeah, we're we just go, at the tip of the iceberg. Deeper, yeah. I well, love and it. I think it would be really neat if anybody that's listening has any questions, definitely send them in because we can definitely hopefully convince Adam to come back. And I think there are, are going to be a lot of people who are going to say, okay, but I – I don't know where to begin. And and mm. for those people, there's probably so many more ways that we can try and help you. And with Adam's help, that's attainable. So I would love um, that. 
And yes, I will absolutely come back. I think you should get questions of what people like have them send their questions in and then we could answer those questions next time. But I do have a task for your listeners that is something that we talked about earlier and it's just kind of resonating with me right now. It's, it, it is getting off the podcast and writing down your wins, right? What is it that you're doing really well? What is it that you love about yourself? That's the first thing. And this, and then, um, CS, it could be the, what's one thing that you need to start doing that you're not and what's one thing you need to stop doing that you are those two questions as well and even just thinking about it also helps like plant the the seed yeah plant the seed the navigation process the figuring out a solution just thinking about it is huge you said something earlier like that it's all part of the process of finding confidence and being confident Mm -hmm. uh, is sometimes just the original thoughts that start to infiltrate. Um, So I I, I love that. So we'll definitely put those in the show notes so that you guys can see them. And we got some some good t-shirt ideas. Okay. I want to end this with all of us saying something that we love about ourselves and that we are confident Mm -hmm in about ourselves who me you go I did some okay I (laughs) am confident in my ability to not just stay plateaued where I am confident in my ability to learn and keep learning and keep growing and getting to different phases of my life I don't want to say the word better (laughs) that I have but you know finding the new version of myself as I go. And I love that. Oh, I was about to say something about someone else, what I would do for someone else. I love. Oh my gosh. I love that you're so Uh self-aware that you're now really paying attention to your conscious and your unconscious thoughts. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I love that I'm doing that because I would have normally just said, Oh, I love my jokes or something, but now I feel like I'm actually diving inward and I'm going to think about this more. So I love that I'm doing that right now. <laughs> All right, CS. What about you, CS? Okay. I am very currently confident in my um, parenting during quarantine, which I feel like I was really nervous about. And I think a lot of people are uh, like, wait, what? How? Because I've been practicing and listening to other people. Um, I just feel really confident in, in I don't know, in my ability to to show my kids how to be when things are uncertain and and processing through things. And with CB's sister's help, that's been huge. So I'm I'm confident in my parenting, even though it falters, but mainly confident <laughs> and. I love, I mean, I, I, I love a lot of things, but I just, I'm trying to think of what I really love. Um, <laughs> this is so much harder when we're, we're digging deeper now, isn't it? Yeah. Not hard. It's just reflective. <gasps> That's true. It's something that we have not practiced very much. I, I love, because what, I wanted to say this earlier and this is also with parenting. Clearly I'm working hard on my parenting, but 
I, my oldest is almost 16 and I come down on him for what I need to, but I am, I love about myself, my ability to call his wins out, even the little ones. And I mean, Mm. like from the rooftops, like the, the amen of the amens. And so everybody hears it because he feels like he's constantly being, you know, the spotlight and the example. And so when he does do something good, round of applause. I love that mm, about myself. Awesome. Is that the same thing as I can't? Yeah, heck yeah, it is. Think if about it. If it makes you feel good, yeah. See, remember, it's different for everybody. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Okay. Um, my confidence, what I'm confident in right now is the ability to show up without being perfect. And I love that space too. It's like so much less pressure on myself and be of service to people and not be perfect. Yep. And then what I love about myself is that I, uh, my bravery, I just love being open and um, sharing as much as I could. And I fully showed up to this interview for sure and shared certain things that I don't really share haven't really shared in other podcasts so i'm proud of myself for that and i love that bravo you should be you no doubt are going to inspire so many people on this interview and on your own platforms can you tell everyone where they can follow you so that they can continue to be inspired like we are right now yes you can you can follow me on my instagram it's adam snow b and um yeah you can follow me there (laughs) please ignore the toilet picture <laughs> when you started um, to talk about my instagram i was like i really should delete that toilet picture but then i was like no nope. nope, i'm not doing it i'm owning it absolutely I'm owning not it. i just i just want to talk I about literally, it for the whole next I was episode just so proud of my my best friend she got the cover of a magazine which is just a huge win because so much more than being on the cover it's launching a exercise program where she integrated inward work like self-reflective work I was like this is what the industry needs so I was super proud so I took a picture of myself reading her magazine on the toilet (laughs) you guys have to look at this picture I mean when you go stalk his Instagram you will know the like physical specimen we are dealing with right now (laughs) but clearly there's so much more than the outward and it's you're so funny in the way you do these things like you're sitting naked on a mm-hmm. toilet and but spreading this message that's like I'm cheering on my best friend. I'm an awesome friend and I'm uh, I love it. You guys are going to love it so much. You can much. cheer your friends on even from the toilet. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Oh it's, my gosh. It's, it's a great feed though. Truly and genuinely, it's it's really great. Everybody needs to follow more people just not just like you, but like people that inspire and that's what you do. So mm. thank you for thank that. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. All right, guys, we will see you. Well, we won't see you, but you will hear from us next week with another episode. Again, if there are any takeaways, which there are probably a full journal's worth right now from this episode, please share them with us, screenshot it, tag us and Adam in your posts and spread the word so other people can be inspired as well. Amen. Thank you. Bye.